0: hello world what separated your deep ball from everybody else my deep ball it has a no little secret sauce to it man <laughs> i never get too high never get too low but just keep moving the, the whole story is carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in in, in high school
1: can you feel it can you you feel that Zoom? free agency <laughs> is right around the corner the most excitement that we've possibly been looking forward to for a long time obviously since the super bowl is among us with the nfl free agency coming up the draft combine which which you picking at 31 is not as exciting but i feel like a lot of that joy is coming back um we are your host of the show he is zim Hude. i am ace boogie zim what's going on today bro
0: nut man i I mean it feels really good to be back on here like you said i think last time i was like man i'm not as excited but I'm pretty daggone excited now. Like after going through the combine, looking at a lot of different guys, I feel really good about the options. And one thing that changed, one thing that changed with the draft in me, I really feel like a really, really legit offensive line target will be there because I'm just I do the math on the board and just look at what the other teams need. And I just I think that's part of my joy is I'm like, man, there's some really good options I, I you know, I need in there.
1: I think like today was a crazy day as we're recording this this is tuesday evening there was a lot of stuff that happened today bro outside of the Bengals, um the nfl was just insane
0: today. well hold on but before we get to the nfl's crazy today let's start off with jesse bates first
1: okay let's get
0: into so, so jesse bates gets the tag what did you feel about the situation did you think that that was about to happen or like what was your gut on the whole you know what, what's going on
1: so like for me I thought I was one of those people that actually thought that there would be you know a chance because I wasn't talking to anybody close to the team or anything I just felt like you know it would be the right thing to do there were so many people campaigning for extend Jesse Bates that I kind of felt like okay you know this thing has a chance of, of happening at least you know before the deadline the closer and closer we got it just really made no sense for him to or for us to extend him before and it didn't make any sense for him to accept an offer because when you're on the verge of free agency and you're kind of waiting for this tag deadline there's no reason where he would have wanted to not test the market right like their agents for players are always going to say you know you might only get to free agency once or twice in your career and somebody always wants to test the market so the closer that we kind of got to it the more it started sinking in for me, like I'm like, all right, like yeah, they're they're definitely gonna tag him now because, you know, the situation if they would have extended him, it would have had to have been much earlier. Um, and so my thoughts are this: I, I went and started looking at some of the the previously tagged players. You know, you start out with A.J. Green, um, uh, and that had me worried. right? And then I start going back a little bit more and one of the situations that might and i'm hoping that it that it mirrors this situation was the Reggie Nelson situation where they tagged Reggie Nelson and then after they tagged him they immediately uh, eventually got to a, an extension deal and i'm hoping that that can happen with Jesse Bates and that it's not a situation like we've seen in some instances where you franchise tag the guy for one year and then the next year uh, he might walk away and so for me, it's just like, man, Jesse is such a great player. He's so young. Why can't these two sides make it work? But honestly, when you sit back and think about the situation, how it's playing out for both sides, it makes sense that it has to at least have this move done. So now they're actually can come back to the table to try to get this done. And, and I'm hoping that it gets done. What about you?
0: I think that it, it, it my gut tells me now I don't think it gets it gets done, and if it does, it's just because Jesse just hits the button and says, "Hey, look, I forgot his agent's name." Clearly, they're playing hardball. Clearly, they're saying that, "Hey, I want to be paid one of the highest um, in the NFL." Right. So, one thing that's going to change in the next couple of weeks, whatever, you know, like whatever meeting that they could have had. It, I just feel like the Bengals front office is just gonna stack up more leverage in their favor. They're gonna be like, "Bro, we just signed da 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 da." When we get to that cutoff date of that July 15th it ain't gonna be no money left. So, like, if you're looking for 17, 18, or whatever that they were saying, which I wouldn't argue against, I feel like he is one of the, one of the best safeties in the National Football League. So he mm-hmm. should be paid as such. Like, especially if you're telling me Jamal Adams got that money, like Jesse Bates is better than that. He's Jamal Adams is just a hybrid linebacker playing safety and it doesn't have coverage skills. Um, so, so there's two different things. Like I I always say this too, like in, in business is just like, it's always your perceived value versus your market value. And those two things have to marry. And I guess they just never married in, 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 in this past, discussion with Jesse Bates, But I think what happens is now the leverage in the back pocket of I got my franchise tag in my back pocket, they're just gonna flex it even harder because they're gonna say, well, we just signed I'm just throwing this out there. We just signed Jensen. We just signed Lakin Tomlinson. For example, I'm not I'm not posting this or reporting that, for example, they're going to say, yeah, the money is dried up in all these areas. i the offer that we had out there that was our best offer. Cause if it was me, that's, that's how I would do it. If I'm the bank, I don't know if the Bengals talk like that, but I would tell Jesse Bates, like, Hey, look, you've been here four years in our system. I truly believe in you. I'm not here to uh, bargain with you or, or haggle with you. This is my best offer. And it's not going to change like no matter what that's that's how i would do it if i'm the Bengals, right and then maybe a jesse base agent is like yeah no nah, i think they'll come down off of it but i just know in my heart of hearts like no i'm not coming down and in fact i'll go to the draft and there's a lot of safeties i really like that that's the harsh side of it if i'm the Bengals and i'm saying it even even me looking at this draft like pick 31 mm-hmm. pick 31 there's two safeties. I mean, you know, Ham um the kid from Notre Dame, he's going to go too early. But the next safety on a on a I mean, think about it. Justin Bates was picked in the second round. There's right. a, th- there's some guy this draft is is full of defensive ends, I feel like, and it's got a lot of safeties in it as well. So, you know, like uh, that's th- that's that's real. If we if we being real, this is what I would
1: say. A lot of the times, and I don't want to talk about another man's like money or anything like that like respectfully, but at the end of the day, bro, you have to do what's best for you and your family and and not what your agent is trying to get you to do, right? So say, for instance, you get signed and uh, let's just say Jacksonville, right? And I'm not trying to jump on Jacksonville or anything like that, but what if you go there and you're not a scheme fit and it's just not comfortable for you and your family down there? Is it going to be a situation like some of the Bengals that have walked away in the past where it's like Michael Johnson? I chased the money and really I didn't end up getting more money And Maybe it's a situation where if you stick with the Bengals, since you stuck with them, they generally tend to honor those contracts. I know a lot of talk has been made about guaranteed money. This was a team that kept Pac-Man Jones and paid them when a lot of teams would have cut them. They paid... Uh, Leon Hall when a lot of teams would have cut him. They've paid a lot of guys that have had Bengals fans upset over the years just because even though they don't guarantee that money, they generally mostly have players last throughout those contracts. Um, and so you just got to look at it just like the situation that TJ Watt was in with with Pittsburgh last year. It came down to the guaranteed money. And even though that's our ops and I, you know, hate them with their guts, the one thing that I respected is that TJ Watt took his agent out of the situation, walked into the front office and said, "How can we get this done? Cuz I want to play football. Like this is this is something that we need to work out and they were able to come to a deal." I'm just saying sometimes the grass isn't always greener. Like now if they try you with like something that's just completely not your value, by all means go and get your money. But if we arguing over, a, you know, a couple of million a year, just think about other situations that you could go to where you the deal might be sweet but the coaching staff gets fired or something else happens and then your family can't come to all of the games and stuff like that so sometimes you just gotta think about what's best for you and what's best for you might be standing firm and taking what you feel like you you deserve and knowing that you have a market out there for jesse bates but sometimes you just want to do what's right for you. Your agent's going to do what's right for him and try to get the most money because at the end of the day, he's getting a percentage of that. So the more money you get, the more money he gets. But what's, whatever the pros or cons may be, I think have to be weighed in that situation. And he does deserve to be treated like he is valued here in Cincinnati. And I think that we do value him here. I can't speak for the front office or anything like that. But you talk to a lot of guys, TJ Mazada uh michael johnson a lot of guys that left here things changed. look at what just happened to carlos dunlap he got traded he said he wanted to go and everything he went out to russell wilson with the seahawks now russell wilson is a bronco like just keep things like that in your mind and think about it but we already know like don't get it twisted i want base to get his money i want him to be a bingo for life um i would love that but this is just the biggest the biggest uh factor of them all like what Zim saying. A lot of NFL teams, it's a business. Just because somebody guarantees you that money, look at what's happening to Omari Cooper, does not mean that they're gonna keep their word. Like that does not mean that three yeah, years yeah. later, after most of your guarantees are gone, that they will not cut you. Like a lot of these teams will move on from you once that you get into the fourth and fifth year of that contract. Whereas the Bengals would likely keep you um you know no regardless of how you perform like there's so many guys that we've talked about robert gethers all of these guys throughout the years where Bengals fans have been like why are they why are they paying these guys and that's just because the Bengals are really a loyal team like even though they don't give you the guarantees up front you usually tend to end up like surviving uh the most of that contract so that's just my thoughts on it like sometimes you know and i'm not trying to hate on the agent or anything but Sometimes these guys let the agents get in the middle of two teams, and sometimes you feel like you get what you want. But then three, four years, you're like, man, why did I, why did I end up leaving, or why didn't we make this work out? And vice versa, it happens with the Bengals too. You got to be thinking about that with Jonathan Joseph and stuff like that. So hopefully, these these things get worked out. Jesse definitely deserves to be compensated as such. Um, but you know, we're at we're at the impasse that we're at right now. It's very uncomfortable I think for Hudey Nation but like Zim is saying this is a draft that is loaded at safety where All it would be completely cheaper for them to to do something like that
0: I, and I'm not I'm not saying that they that they should but somebody but that's add, just, that's, what, what, just what? that's not what you're
1: saying that they should do but that's what if if we just look around the NFL that's what teams do right like a lot of teams are going to look at it and be like all right, well, I have these safeties or I have these these players that are available to me at a fraction of the cost. And I have to pay, you know, this other area. Like that just that's just a part of it with football. That's what comes with it. Like you gotta have your leverage, you gotta know when you have leverage and you gotta know the gravity of like the situation. And one thing I will bring up real quick is remember Andre Smith. Andre Smith had a similar kind of thing with like the the extension kind of thing and the Bengals literally waited into the 11th hour of that draft i think it was the same year he was you know had to sign an extension and they were willing to draft another lineman and use that as like the tool in their shed to get him to to accept the extension like teams just do kind of things like that all of the time that kind of have whatever kind of you know advantage that they can have and for me if both sides can come to an agreement that's respectable for both sides, you can get it done. And, you know, the Bengals end up honoring the world. I mean, he's still extremely young. Like they've paid guys that are 34, 35 sometimes into those contracts. And so they can, if they can come to some kind of mutual ground, that would be not to dwell on it too much, but that would be preferred, obviously, but we got to prepare for it to go either way. Jesse and his family have to prepare for it to go either way as well.
0: But <laughs> <So, laughs> I was saying um, they would go to the trap, and you know, um, I think the original. I, I kind of got lost in it a little bit, but the the original question was, you you know, I was asking, do you think it would get done? For me, I don't think it it would get done because of a lot of different factors, because. I think the Bengals probably put their foot down at this part and we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I think that if it does get done, it had to be a situation where Jesse just goes straight to them and just says, Hey, look, let's get this. 15. Like, I'm just rumor. This is a rumor like 15.5, you know, three, four years or whatever. But um, the next thing I was going to say is somebody was telling me earlier, they were like, I was talking about drafting like a wide receiver mid round, a kid from Memphis or something. And they were saying something about like getting weapons. and And I was like, honestly i feel like going into this draft i feel like you're almost approaching it with the same concept like on defense where we're just looking to get weapons um on on defense as well because for me most of the starting spots on this team like we don't have the problem that a lot of teams have right now like even if you consider jesse bates like uh you know, like a, a a fringe player or whatever, whatever you feel like you have at this point is well. well. I think I think a lot of people are saying like, well, Jesse base. I mean, during the regular season, he wasn't da, da da da. But either way, you have to go and go get some more talent at all of these positions. <laughs> And my draft philosophy, I guess, coming into this anyway, was always to go get like more depth at the position, more, more versions of hybrids or anything like that, guys that can play that can check tight ends and corners and potentially be safeties. Anyway, the Jesse base tag thing, I think kind of goes hand in hand with that, too, because say that they do go and draft the safety early, then the right is kind of on the wall form. So, you you know, like now. I just think it creates like a bad situation where he probably wouldn't come back to, you know, to, to make that deal happen then because now the writing's on the wall and you will already feel like a certain type of way. Anyway, like you're not going to draft a free ranging safety early in the draft. And then think that they're going to come back and resign Jesse Bates too. And no player wants to play on that tag like two years ago, because just taking y'all inside, inside of a, a mind of a player is like, all right. Say I get tagged. Yes, I I am currently he's the third highest safety in the in getting paid in the National Football League. But it's not a guarantee that when the season is over, he comes away from it 100 percent healthy. And that's the major key. So yeah. going into this going into this draft, I'm just trying to come in. I'm trying to just load up at all these positions, but more so defense than anything. I think early on the potential for starting off as a line player is going to be there. Um, even the first order, second round. I think a potential like there's a potential tackle, like a guy like Penning could fall. We talked about Zion Johnson on the last uh, pod. He could, I think he'll 100 probably be there. There's a, it's a bunch of guys because on one rule of thumb, there's a lot of people that say, uh, "Well, Zim." Every time I name somebody, they would be like, "Well, that guy's not gonna be here." But you got to do the math. There's 31 teams. I mean, 31 guys or whatever that are going to, or 30 that are just going in front of you. Three of those guys are going to be quarterbacks, two to three on a a minimum. There's one linebacker that everybody wants, the kid from, I think, Alabama. He's going to be gone. So now you have four. Then you got the one safety, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. That's five. Then there's six wide receivers that always go in the first round the last two, three years. So now I'm at at 11 guys already that we weren't even looking at. So then I get into the next step. I'm like, all right, so I'm looking at three-sack offensive line, corner and edge, right? Those are the four positions. And then you could throw in, I say offensive line, right? So guys like Tyler Lindebaum, I think could be there because they're, you're only battling against 20 position, 20 teams that want this. I looked at the numbers earlier today, there's only three teams that that need a center in the in, out of those three teams, only two of them really have a zone scheme. So I can only see like one of those two, te- those two teams also need corner so, like, say he gets that, then, you know, you get a corner. And I feel like the same thing could happen to safety, too. It could happen, like, where a guy falls, where he shouldn't have. And that's how that could that could play out. But the, the free agency stuff is kind of crazy. We're going into this part where now we're looking at guys like the Russell Wilson deal gets done today. I thought the deal was very, very one-sided. I, I, maybe I'm, I'm a prisoner right now, but I feel like the Broncos really came off two first round picks just so people know the history of the national football league when a when a quarterback is that good and he's like that promising teams give out a lot like if y'all remember what they were about to give us for aj McCarron, you feel me so like think about this so rg3 was traded for three first round picks and then some right they just gave him two first-round picks, a Shelby Harris that was probably only under contract for another year anyway. No offense, who we all like, but, I mean, you could go get a You know what I'm saying? I think that's why NFL is hard to trade players because when you're trading players, you're assuming, like, the liability that comes along with them. And I'm not even going to mention Drew Locke because doesn't even have a part of That's just the guy that they can have battle with the guy that they're about to draft, right? So like Mm -hmm. uh, somebody asked me, how does that uh, work with the Bengals? I think it kind of helps the Bengals that it now loads up that AFC West a lot. So now the Chiefs are now maybe not the higher seed now. Maybe we're playing Mm -hmm. for the higher seed every single year now because they're battling out with Denver in them every year. that's, That's the one aspect I didn't think of. It does make your path to the championship game. Now there's one less Derek Carr. Now there's one less Ryan Tannehill. You know, so it's two different ways to look at that. Like, how did you think the Russell Wilson trade kind of worked out?
1: Uh, I I would say this. Like, I still feel like Seattle came out uh, good in that trade because the Seattle Seahawks were in a situation similar to like the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm not comparing Russell Wilson to Andy Dalton, but they were in a situation where they said goodbye to the legal the Legion of Boom. Right, they invested in Russell Wilson. As a result of that, a lot of the pieces that they had on that defense when they were drafting good ended up going away. You lost Richard Sherman, you lost Earl Thomas, you lost Cam Chancellor, you lost the identity of that team defensively and invested solely on offense, right? But then the issue started to also arise where, just like Andy Dalton, the offensive line wasn't as good, right? So they ended up with a really good quarterback in Russell Wilson. But with a team not good enough because they haven't drafted well over the years to really compete. So, really, like they were just kind of attached to Russell Wilson in his contract to just really not compete in a division that has Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, that has, uh, you know, the 49ers, that has the Rams, who just got Stafford. Like the Seahawks were really kind of a foregone conclusion. So, for them, it really was the right move for them to move on from Russell Wilson, and it sounds crazy because they weren't in a Super Bowl window anymore. The Super Bowl window that he kind of had for them, they already went. They never really got back. They really were just kind of turning their wheels in mud at this point. And so, I think that the Seahawks were um, were good to get out of that deal uh, to get what they got back for him. I think they had a sweeter deal allegedly on the table. Uh, from another team but he would have stayed in the nfc um and so they they wanted to go with this deal to me it's kind of like three first round picks just because i'm including noah Fant as like that third first round pick they got two second rounders um like you said the shelby harris is probably just a throw-in really at that point um they get a young bridge quarterback in return with drew Locke. so like For them, I feel like, yeah, they weren't really going to compete this year anyway, and we saw how ugly it got when Russell Wilson went down. The only thing that I have to see to really understand and grade the trade is how much of the dead cap is going to affect them because if they do get out of this Russell Wilson deal and they do get more cap for the future, that's going to help them build. But the one thing that I don't like about this, if it was anybody else, I would trust them with those first round draft picks. I do not trust the Seattle Seahawks with any first round draft picks. If you look at any of their first round draft picks lately, they have all been trash. They have all been reaches. They have all been failures. And so for me, I can see like looking at their draft history, why one would be like, you just got fleeced for Russell Wilson. Cause I know you're not going to do anything with those picks uh, versus another team. So you know, I get why they did it because they kind of were at a standstill and, you know, the Seahawks just really weren't going to compete. I feel like in the NFC, um, as a champion, even with all of the players that they had there. I um, and so really it's, it's a situation that the Bengals were in and it's a situation that the Baltimore Ravens are going to find themselves in soon. Like once you pay that 50 mil or that 40 mil to your quarterback, you better make sure the rest of your team is straight for you to at least be able to compete for Super Bowls because if it's not and you have these deficiencies, it's going to be a struggle.
0: You got to Yeah. I I just feel like the landscape of the NFL, like that's just the name of the game. Now, if you don't have a quarterback, like what are you going to do? And in the AFC to me, I was very surprised that Russell Wilson even took that route to me because if I'm him, I'm just thinking to myself, like, why would I come to the AFC where all of the most dominant quarterbacks are at? Like, to me, it made no sense. But I guess he I guess he had his own reasons, right?
1: The, the one thing i say about that is I've always kind of called the AFC North, like, one of the hardest divisions in football. The first answer that people always give me back when they, like, push back on that is the NFC West he's coming from the NFC West. So he's literally, I guess, in his eyes, he's already played in what most perceive as the hardest division in football. So I guess he feels like coming over to the AFC West, but really he's got to think about the conference, the AFC in general, I guess he feels like he likes his chances over here the same, I guess. Uh, But it's going to be an interesting battle, like you said. How is that division going to really balance against each other? The Raiders, I'm still not completely sold on. Kind of want to see what they do with with Derek Carr before I just anoint them as the best division in football. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, was, it was an interesting day for sure. I think that for the Broncos, it makes perfect sense. I think it makes sense for both sides, honestly, just like where they're at with their franchises. Like Denver needing a quarterback. Uh, But um, it's going to make it really interesting. But I still love our five players over there.
0: I'm going to say that. Right. And I look at, like, a lot of these teams, like, even I I feel like Denver now is in the conversation for sure because, as we saw, their defense is super legit. So I feel like that in the conversation, me and you had an interesting conversation, I think, that really came full circle today because, remember, early in the season we were talking about We were having a conversation about Judy when we were about to play the Broncos. And you were telling me about how you like had some you were like, Man, we got watch. And I'm like, look, they ain't got no quarterback, bro. They ain't no factor. Now it's come full circle because now, now Jerry Judy is gonna look like Jerry Judy. Now, now Patrick is going, you know what I'm saying? Like Patrick was able to do that was with bad quarterback play. So it's just crazy now that I, I look at the landscape of the AFC. It's like, you know, like some of this is going to get weeded out by just pure attrition. Like people getting hurt, you know, like some of this stuff that remember before the season started, everybody was like, oh my God, Julio and AJ Brown together. And I'm like, eh, Julio, I mean, is he going to be available? Like it's the same conversation I have for OBJ. So some of these dudes, I feel like as we get into this, it's going to look scary for a lot of teams but as a Bengals fan i'm telling y'all like i don't really fear none of them dudes because it's the same conversation i had last all season who else show me a core show me a core. like these guys are trying to put together teams of 30 something year old guys to compete with these young boys that's you know like well now our whole team isn't young but come on bro like like the oldest person in our core is like 28 29 these dudes is putting together 30 something year olds like we might grab a 30 something year old or 30 year old center or 32 year old because we're in a win now mode but a Mm -hmm. lot of these guys that people keep on telling me about i'm just like i like those guys and i like their name but this 2022 so Mm -hmm. like some of that so some of the stuff that they are talking to me even and i and i love the heck out of russ i feel like russ is 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 that dude but
1: nothing, uh, nothing against russ but i gotta ask you this Russell Wilson or Joe Burrow?
0: Come on, bro. Like right now, today? Yeah. Joe Burrow. Like
1: Thank you. Thank you. I I think a lot of people like that. Like I'm I'm
0: not saying that as a Bengals fan. we always talk
1: about Lamar, we always talk about I, Mahomes and any of that, but I think if you went out there today, I would hope that everybody would say Joe Burrow over Russell Wilson.
0: Um this is the thing. You're gonna have a lot of ops. Like when you talk online to people, like 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 it's two the two frame of minds. Who is the more accomplished, or who is the guy you rather have? Those are two yeah, different.
1: Twenty twenty two, like right, 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 right.
0: So this this that's what I'm saying. People gonna try to flip that conversation a lot and try to make it like when I say when I say I rather have Joe Burrow. I said I'd rather have Joe Burrow than Pat Mahomes. And people was like, bro, you are crazy. I'm like, no, he's 25 years old. Second year in the league, he goes to a Super Bowl. That like my 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 path to victory looks like I got way more time. Like Pat Mahomes been in the league for a, a little bit longer than what y'all think. And I know that he's more accomplished and he's won a Super Bowl. I get that, but we're talking about right now today. That's why when people ask me who is the best quarterback in the NFL that's a different conversation than who would you rather have? If I if, if it was who I rather have, I'm not saying it's because I'm a Bengals fan. It's Joe Burrow. Like, and if anybody, anybody says anything different than that, they either have a hidden, they have a hidden ulterior motive where they don't like the Bengals, or they're just purely living off of the past. Because you can't watch Joe Burrow sweep Patrick Mahomes in a season and then look at him with Patrick Mahomes with a brand new offensive line. And then say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes just because of what he did in the past." Like right now, we talking about Joe Burrow, twenty five years old, went to a Super Bowl. So don't like we we you could tell me Rush, you could tell me Aaron Rodgers, I'm gonna say Joe Burrow. I would say Justin Herbert in the same conversation too. I say just I'd rather have Justin Herbert than Russell Wilson than all of them do. I, I, I and I and I'm not really high on Josh Allen. But I'd rather have Josh Allen than Aaron Rodgers. I don't think I would rather have Josh Allen than Russell Wilson because I feel like Josh Josh Allen is always going to revert to his old ways and he's always going to make a mistake. Just like Stafford did in the Super Bowl, they're all like gunslingers. This is a really good – I just want to say this real point, this point. The people that are super critical on Lamar Jackson, like running the football, I think that those guys – have a better chance, like the Deshaun Watsons of the world and the Russell Wilsons of the world that improvise, improvise, and scramble, and Patrick Mahomes that scramble. I feel like they have a better path to winning a Super Bowl or winning games. Even Lamar Jackson, I, I feel like they have a better path to winning games than gunslingers. And gunslingers are Brett Favre's, those are Patrick, uh, those are uh Matt Stafford's, those are Josh Allen's those type of guys that's yeah, my person Josh,
1: Josh will run now too
0: he he will run and, and, and i and, and I, that's what makes Josh Allen special but, to me. But, that's what makes him special to me. But, but how long did it take Josh Allen to get like that? How did he, did he, he didn't come into the league like that. He came into the league on some gunslinger stuff. And he, whenever he gets into a real big game, with the exception of the playoff game that they tried to tell us was the AFC championship game this year, he generally goes back to his always. just like Matthew Stafford did in the Super Bowl. He threw two picks. And he didn't have to. He had the line. He had the protection. All he was doing was just running around scrambling, doing nothing for a whole half of football. And then, you know, then he gets bailed out on a third down at the end of the game. And then we forget, like, like his quarterback rating in the game was like a 50. And people were telling me like he outplayed Joe Burrow. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I get it. But somebody in the comments, did say Josh Allen been running, but cool. But when it's time for him to throw, he's going to revert back to his old ways for me. I don't i like guys that are more methodical like with like i'd rather aaron Rodgers. josh, check.
1: josh allen and lamar jackson are actually very very similar very
0: similar. similar very similar but Josh, but, but josh, like, josh allen's gonna put the ball in in harms way more bro
1: yeah i mean for that's I my mean, opinion like for me i i'm not gonna lie i wasn't the biggest josh allen fan coming into it um, still, i feel man. like him and him and lamar have like when we're talking about weaknesses I think that they have very similar weaknesses to each other but i don't hear them get highlighted as much for josh allen as you hear him for lj Facts. um and and that's you're not definitely. you're not you're not gonna hear that yeah like for me i i still think josh allen has clearly proven me wrong so he's he's bought out he's thrown for four thousand. that is something that you can say that lamar hasn't done but i think that they both are very similar in the excitement that they bring to the game uh but I think Joey B, bro, is just on another another level. I'm just going to say that. I'm not saying that it's two or three levels, but I think that he's um, a class ahead of those guys, especially with where he's at right now. You talk about Lamar has had you know, literally an offense created for him, right? Josh Allen has had Brian Dable. What is he going to look like without Brian Dable? A lot of people forget about what he was like before Brian Dable. Um, And so, and then we talk about Pat Mahomes, I'll throw him in there as well. And so many people try to act like it's crazy for people to say that. But at the end of the day, you got to realize Pat Mahomes had Andy Reid. Like Joe Burrow didn't walk into Andy Reid, a, a coach who has been to Super Bowls, who has, you know, done things with Mike Vick, done things with Donovan McNabb. Like, you know, Andy Reid's an offensive genius. Joe Burrow, with what he's done, the trajectory that he's been on that quick without having the resources that some of those guys have had, completely different story. Um, So for me, I know we're talking about Josh Allen and all of these other guys, but really the the name of the game is quarterback. And if you don't have a Josh Allen, if you don't have a Joe Burrow, if you don't have a Lamar Jackson, if you don't have a Russell Wilson, you're not competing. That's just point blank period. That's the statement that was made today for the rest of the AFC. So the Indianapolis Colts better figure out what they're going to do with, with uh, Carson Wentz, a whole bunch of other teams. LJ, they better figure out if they're going to pay him or not, what's going on there. Um The Browns, they got to figure out who they're bringing in after Baker Mayfield because you just saw what happened today. Um The Pittsburgh Steelers, you didn't get Aaron Rodgers. You didn't get any of these guys. You can't be coming in here seriously thinking that you're going to win with Mitchell Trubisky. If, you, if that's what you're going to do or one of these rookies, unless you trade up that is that's just not it And the name of the game is really that quarterback we got the quarterback and we got guys that want to play with this quarterback and i think okay. that we'll see them coming next week i think the Bengals are still at the you, top and still the preferred destination you,
0: you made a good comment at the beginning talking about the Bates thing or whatever and i know a lot of people come to me and ask me this about uh paying these guys and stuff like that like you're you're the reason why like people um say man just go get off as a line there's a part of me that always feels like you always have to think about like, what is your future? entail? I think my conversation with somebody earlier where I say, I want Joe Burrow to be the highest paid quarterback in the national football league. And the reason why I say that is because it's just like anything else in life. It's like when you invest in something that has been really, really, really great to you, it's going to come back to you tenfold. So a lot of people will be like, man, I want him to take a, a team-friendly deal, that's being selfish, and that's a point of entitlement, in my opinion. The The reason why he needs to be the paid the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League is because for everybody that talks to y'all every single day that says the Bengals are a poverty pr- franchise, when I talk to the Joy Taylors of the world or all these other people that know nothing about the Bengals, they think that the Bengals still don't pay anybody. They think that the Bengals are still like some broke whatever. The All the season tickets are already sold. The Bengals have all the money, all the TV money. They're going to get all the primetime games, all these different things. Everything is in their favor. It is their duty to pay the guy that got them to this point right now. If anybody wants them to get paid less, it's because you don't understand that early in his career, even Tom Brady or whoever y'all want to reference as somebody that took less, Like nobody's taking less. Like When you go to your job and you fill out the application, and, the, and everybody in that position gets paid $75,000, and that's the reason that you filled out that application. You want to get paid what those people are paid. Can you imagine Joe Burrow coming to work and name somebody like any of them dudes that, you, that was Jimmy G getting $40 million a year and, and Joey B getting the same money? Like, you know how that would make me feel if I'm him and and it's not even about the money part of it. It's just that I know I'm better than all these people and I know my value is higher than that. It's up to the bangles. Yeah. Like Kirk Cousins or something. It's up to the bangles. This is what happens. This is the magic around Joe Burrow. Guys on their third contract are going to now, those are the guys that are going to take less money. The guys that want to come here, the Gronks of the world, those are the guys that are gonna take less money. If y'all ever want to kill this whole narrative of the Bengals are like cheap and stuff like that, pay this man like the most money in the International Football League because that's who he is. That's what he deserves. And anything other than that is like some selfish entitlement, weak stuff that I just can't get on board with. And it goes hand in hand with every single year. Now everybody on your team isn't Joe Burrow. Jesse Bates, as important as he is, isn't Joe Burrow. So you always have to go get talent. You always have to add weapons because if you go add because there's going to be a Marvin Jones, as we learn. So people say, well, how are they going to pay T Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow? The Bengals better figure it out. Because them three better not go nowhere, right? But along the way, Jesse Bates can't get 18 to 20 million. So I gotta go get me another safety as an insurance policy. Or Logan Wilson comes up. Von Bell, y'all got to forget. Von Bell is under contract only for one more year. So you better be going, going up, to go get his Jonah guy. Williams Jonah Williams the, coming up, too. There's a bunch of guys. That's why right now it's so important for them to go get the offensive line guys that guys want. But when y'all say crazy stuff like, well, it's not even crazy. I'm not going to classify it as crazy. When when people get on board with paying high amounts of money to guys that haven't really deserved it, like a, a Tarrant Armstead or somebody like that to me, I know he's really good. Is he? Is he? Is he? Head and shoulders beyond everything else that you could do. Like a time. Like it's up to the Bengals to go exhaust all options, like the trades that you're proposing for the Cowboys. I, I posted the the uh the the Balaga uh Brian Balaga one earlier. If he's a uh cap casualty, he's to be had for nine ten million. Did he hit me earlier today? He said that uh uh what was that Trent Brown for the Patriots who just got nine million these are all right tackle guys that play at the same level as tarrant armstead and 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 tussle that you don't have it's up to the Bengals to go exhaust all those options to go get those guys but it should never come back to oh well we had to pay turn armstead we had to pay all these guys so joe burrow we ain't got enough money what you throw him the entire bag and everybody around him is going to take notice and they'll everybody's going to buy in when we get to joe burrow year eight year ten sure joe burrow's going to take less but right now we're not there yet and every move that is done right now has to be in consideration of what's to come. Yes, Jamar Chase is going to be the highest paid wide receiver and his position that's a long ways away from now, but every single year you better have a plan. Well, I'm going to take 2 million here, I'm going to take 2 million here. We're going to put this 8 million to the side right here cuz we need that for Jamar. Jamar getting 30. You feel me? So like all the, you know what I'm saying? Like all these different things happen so that's why I'm a little bit like all right on the Jesse Bates joint like bro you are the third highest paid safety right now on the tag. That's not your value, I agree. But you got to go do something right now where you work with us too because we're trying to build something really 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 special and he and he has every right to go wherever he wants to go if he, if it doesn't work out here, but those are the things that the perceived market has to meet the the actual the actual market. So these things have to happen and along the way I just think they need to bolster up this uh defense through the draft because in free agency they went out and got eight guys. There aren't any the only starting position available, excuse me, is is cornerback number 2 and a three-tech Those are the only starting positions available. Anything else is to bolster the defense and bolster the depth of the defense and potentially a replacement. You could argue like maybe edge, but I mean, that's just on on third third down with like if Osai didn't work out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you got some positions like that, but other than that, like it's really three positions on the offensive line. A tight end that I feel like Uzama is going to come back. I I don't know if y'all been following me on Instagram. I've been adding him. I've, I've talked to him in the, before, you know, like, I feel like the thing is going to happen. Uh, so some of the things like, and even Spain, you know, like, our, like, let's talk about Spain for a quick second. Do we all really think that whoever the other option is, 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 is infinitely better than, than Quentin I Spain?
1: Had a, I had a dream, bro. I thought it was real. Is, is, is it, it a big like difference? A... I thought it was a dream that like we extended spain and i just feel like i just take that as a sign that we're gonna probably bring him back and i think when frank Pollock talked about spain he kind of said some nice things about spain so. let,
0: let me ask, let me ask you though it like i know you might not see everything on lake and thomason right but why is yeah, I, i'm I i'm, I'm but but all right well let's just look at this right why is the fan base so gung-ho on like let's just get rid of the whole line the Chiefs got rid of the whole line, and they had issues throughout the year. And, and mind you, when we got and played them in the playoffs, they had, we had four sacks on them. So this this concept of blowing it all up, like I feel like offensive line play has to be unified at some point, and you have to have cohesion. Now, I agree three spots should be brand new, guard, right tackle, and, and probably your center the left side of the line i think never was really
1: the left side was never really a problem
0: and and when it was a problem i feel like it was a product of the right side being so bad Mm -hmm. and and so when i get into the conversations about spain it's like is lakin Tomlinson for 10 million dollars a year or 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 probably more because
1: can he not play right guard like why? Why does it is it that Bengals fans are saying that he has to replace? Fans? Well, like he played. He but it, well, he when he
0: played left right? guard for the for the Niners.
1: Okay, he, if I'm paying you ten million, you better play right guard too. <laughs> like for me, All
0: right. for me. But for but me but, play but I think the average person, and I, I don't want to limit it to Facebook. <laughs> but I think a lot of, a lot of our Facebook viewers they just say blow up the whole thing. Like forget that we just went to a Super Bowl. Like we don't care about think, that. Like, like the whole team isn't is, good yeah. enough. They got to a Super Bowl, but that's that's not that couldn't possibly be good enough to like. I mean, both sides need improvement. I'm sure, right? I
1: think your but, your point is is Lake and worth paying him so much more than you would pay in Spain. And I right,
0: no, like go look, I, like go look at the numbers. Go look, I, I know, like well, how many sacks did, did he give up versus Spain? Like, like what? I, I don't Spain know. he had a
1: really good season last year. Like, I don't know if people forgot that because they just think about. The last, <laughs> the last play, ago. but like spain had a great year last year honestly right the left guard position. left guard wasn't really on my radar it kind of pissed me off that that became the narrative that the entire line was bad because right. it really was just one side of the line and you could argue also that the center of the line was definitely had some issues but i never really questioned the left side of the line
0: well i guess my whole thing is like in- you can't have your cake and eat it too everywhere. Like when it when like I don't know, I don't I, I, I swear I don't want to say Facebook, but I swear it's only Facebook comments that do this to me when I see it on the on the right hand side over here. Mm-hmm. Where's the where's the median? Where's the rationale part of people that wakes up and says, All right, so look, I think I really like Jamar Chase a lot. So I know I'm gonna have to pay him a lot. Or I really like T. Higgins. Like, why is it always gotta be something so extreme, like Let's trade away all of these guys just so we can fix one problem and then create a whole another problem. Like South's
1: like cap is not real, bro. Like and what Harold, like like what Harold. where's the
0: real part come into this?
1: One one quick second. Harold Landry just signed I saw, year, I saw that year 87 and a half million dollar deal. I saw that the salary cap isn't real, bro. I thought the titans were in cap hell. Like, what's <laughs> going
0: on right now? Bro, you bro, you could restructure, you could front end it, like you could do a lot of different crazy things. Like for for billionaire owners, like guys, like teams like the Rams, Cowboys, like guys with like billionaire owners and stuff like that. The salary cap 100 isn't real. Like the Patriots do not care about that. But um like I was, I'm just saying, like, if we're going to be, if we're going to just go get every turn Armstead, go get all these guys, right? Get the best of the best. What happens to everything else? Like, are we going to factor in some of this other stuff? Like, Spain level guard play on the left hand side is really good to me. It's above average. He's, he played pretty well throughout the season. Uh, Jonah isn't what I would call elite at left tackle.
1: Seahawks just released Bobby Wagner, which we. Probably much knew that was coming.
0: So like Logan Wilson and guys like all right. So so look, so then so to me, it's like all right, so the center needs they're gonna they're clearly gonna upgrade. So then you get one Ryan Jensen, that's the big boy signing of the offseason. Let's in a hypothetical world. Mm -hmm. So then we just gotta go spend every single dollar we got on the whole entire you wait until that second week,
1: you wait into that second week, and you go and get Quentin Spain and you going to get Connor Williams. Y'all going to hate it. That's an upgrade. And you going to get somebody See in the draft. I, see I don't feel I, don't, in the I feel like
0: Connor Williams I, I know I bring up the 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 um the or penalties. James
1: Daniels, whoever whoever you, you, you
0: want to put there. See I I like James Daniels. But but like the but the Connor Williams thing to me though like him he feel I feel like his penalties I feel like he's got a lot of Alex Redmond in him. A lot of Alex Redman in him. Mm. Super penalties, super super grabby, super like detrimental to like a drive type of dude like when you watch him when he's when he plays really well and he and he's mauling people he's a beast and he's gonna lay on you and pancake guys and everything like that but and overall he, he
1: like but overall is
0: he that much better like that's the that's the part that's killing me i just feel like people are just
1: better than, than uh Jackson Carver.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, 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 do, do I want? Do I want? Do I want? Connor Williams on it? Like, see that to me, the goal is coming to the draft with two new offense alignment. Period from free agency. Aside from that, Bengals fans have to be able to give and take different things. We we express different things with the trade. We express different things when you go to the draft. Perhaps you go get your guy at the beginning. Um, it then ca- casualties afterwards. But this concept of Oh, if they don't go get Taron Austin, they don't get all these, the big name guys, just because you're like fixated on it. We do this every single year. Remember the year when it was linebackers and I got so mad because everybody was like, they gotta get a line," And they drafted three linebackers and people still were like upset, you know, like, and, and it's just like this crazy witch hunt and, and the reason why I care. People say, well, then why do you care? Is because I feel like I'm a voice of the people to a certain extent. I realized that me and you have more followers than a lot of people. Some I don't have the most followers, but it seems as though people listen to me, players listen to me. So I like to be a, a voice to these different things. And I just I think right now they're not being really realistic with some of this so stuff that they this, want to do.
1: This is this is all I'm gonna say because the Connor Williams stuff to me is getting out of control.
0: The penalties? What
1: if, what if I told you that Connor Williams <laughs> is nowhere near the top of the NFL in penalties? Like there's guys like Leatherwood, Jawan Taylor, Josh Jones, Wyatt Teller, like there's a whole bunch Wyatt of more. Than right. Austin Jackson. Oh, I'm sorry, he is near the top. I missed him. Right,
0: he he's to- so, yeah i he about to say, top. wait, I was about to ask <laughs> you what year? What, what year was this, sir? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, no, no, but I, but that's not even the point. I feel like Connor Williams is really good, but I think people got to understand, like, just because some. One thing the Bengals aren't going to do, and it's the same thing I'm going to do. I ain't bidding against a room full of people. I'm going to talk to you directly in the back room, and we're going to work out a good deal, and we're going to do some stuff, and I'm going to pop up. When y'all see me and Ace with these crazy interviews and stuff like that, I'm not going out to Twitter and saying, hey, would you guys like to come on my show and start up a bidding war of all these other shows, saying, hey, can we get guys on there? I'm going to talk directly to you. I'm going to talk to you like a man and say, look, this is what I could do. This is what I want to do. This is why I F with you. This is why I think that you're a cool person. Here we go.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And that's go. how you That's how you do a deal. Like, why do you want to go to free agency to go spend the most money? Like, I hate the free agency corners. I don't like any of them.
1: I got to make up for, for me uh, messing that up. All right. So, Connor. Connor. Williams, last year, 11 penalties, right? Or 14 total or something like that. 11 holding, one false start, and whatever, right? How many do you think he had the year before? And he played 16 games, started 16. How many do you think that he had?
0: Only because somebody told me this, it wasn't that many the, the year prior. Because it this, this was he a discussion five. on Twitter one day.
1: He had five in 2020, three holdings, two false starts. That was it.
0: I don't like JC I don't like JC Jackson because of the price. The I don't want I don't want to pay had, that.
1: He had five and the year before that he had six. So to think that he's gonna have 14 again when he's he's more likely to have six or five than he is to have fourteen.
0: Stephon Gilmore is thirty-two years old, isn't he? Bro a, Jason one,
1: Jackson wants to be the highest paid corner in the NFL. Right. I don't
0: want to pay him that. Like and, and I could go to the first round of the draft and go get and a guy. I that-
1: had, and I just pay Eli Apple Peanuts, and he really had a good season as the second corner. Why would why would I do we- that?
0: And we pay wayne's all that money right go get that money go give me two guards instead of trying to go go give me two cycles go get me brian balaga and more morgan moses combined or something like go give me two guys for the same trey wayne's money i go to the draft and go get the corner i already proved in our system in a zone press system all you have to do he's aided by von bill jesse Bates, Awuzier, mike hilton in company, and a, and now an even more explosive pass rush. The second safety doesn't have to be some man-to-man guy that you leave on the island, bro. The, the Super Bowl thing is not on Eli. I'm going to just straight up say it on the show. The Super Bowl thing to me is a product of the coaches putting guys in bad position. Eli Apple should never be one-on-one. There's nobody that should be one-on-one with Cooper Cup. And I think a lot of this stuff that gets – Put out on the internet about eli apple being toast i think it starts to wear on Bengals fans they're like yeah you know what but eli apple played pretty damn good for the whole season at that at, with that said i think that there that position does need to improve but i don't need to pay the highest paid in the in the in nfl to go there is, get them
1: there is i'm gonna just put this up there bro there is not like a 25 some million dollar plus difference between stefan gilmore J. C. Jackson and Eli Apple. Like I'm not here saying Eli Apple is, elite, right? But you're not gonna tell me that, right? And Eli Apple, one or two million, is the same as paying these guys like 20 plus million, and they're that much better than him. They're Bro. not even that much better than Cheeto. They might not even be better than Cheeto if we keeping it a whole, a whole hundred. So I,
0: for me, we go back to age in the conversation we just had about quarterbacks. Who would you rather have? Like other fan bases might think I'm crazy or whatever. Who would you rather have? Stefan Gilmore or Cheeto bay or Cheeto. I'm going I'm Cheeto. going Cheeto. Like that's not that's a no-brainer, bro. Like you can leave them on the island, and I'm I'm picking youth every time. When cornerbacks and wide receivers and running backs, running backs shoot when they hit 28. When corners get to 30, they go over the island. Yeah, like man. I don't I don't I don't buy this, hey, that Stephon and Gilmore I'm not, stuff.
1: And I'm, not, I'm, I'm not I don't buy that. that isn't good, but the Patriot—he wasn't worth it. The Patriots were gonna release him. Don't forget that they decided right. that the money that they were paying him for the play that they were getting was not matching. And right. so no, I'm not gonna match them and give him a whole bag for a guy that's over 30. Now, if he wants to take a deal and he wants to come and play with me, because I got <laughs> Joey B and I got the Migos. I got Migos. <laughs> uh, you want to come here for like eight million or something? Then we can talk. If you want to do something like that, we can talk. But no, I'm not giving you twenty or thirty million. We didn't even give Shido that a year. And look how well he's played for us. Like they're not gonna go out and hand J.C. Jackson or these guys like that. That and I will say it again. Eli Apple, the way that he played last year, there is not a twenty or thirty million dollar a year difference between him and those guys. That I and is the gap isn't that wide
0: you only you only gonna hear that thought a rational thought from a bangles person that's watched them for a whole entire season like we don't, have him don't forget bw Webb. that wasn't too long ago right that
1: wasn't too long ago but like, but but i'm
0: saying i'm saying like uh, people think that we're crazy when we start talking about eli but the only game that he gave up any type of yards is the one game where we play the Browns where they had where there was a uh the blown coverage. Right. And then remember to the do um uh Peoples Jones had the 75 yard touchdown. That's the only game that Eli gave up. Now, I say that in in let's put it in the context with our scheme and the zone press uh coverage, he's only gonna actually either get left, he's gonna either carry this guy to the inside or he's gonna have to play the, the hashes is that
1: somebody i see somebody talking about eight or nine picks most good corners don't get a whole bunch of picks bro most good corners don't get targeted they don't have a bunch of picks like we can talk about we could talk about digs and all of these guys to get a bunch of picks but if you talk about the Jalen Ramsey's and the top guys of the world they rarely have like eight or nine picks because no one wants to throw at
0: them now 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 for me i will say that people want to think I'm, I'm a complete psycho for saying this for me I feel like they're probably better options than Eli. Like, and I think the the better option is the draft. So when people say, "Do you want to bring him back?" I don't know. You know, like that. I, I don't know until I lead a draft for real because I don't think that the market for Eli is gonna be crazy just because of the antics online. I feel like he's done that to himself, and it kind of works in our favor. Because I'm like, if I come out of the draft, I know they're probably still gonna be sitting there. Somebody could sign him. And people gonna be thinking that they're crazy but if they watch the tape bro like he played pretty damn good but i just think that you should always be looking to upgrade a position on the guys that aren't part of your core i'm not saying that jesse bates we should have been looking to upgrade the position because to me he's a top three top five at his position it's just the insurance policy based off of what's transpired eli apple's situation is very different that's the only open spot on our team right now on defense when you go to offense or whatever I just I think a lot of different things that we said in this show all lead me back to Joe Burrow. It's like when Joe Burrow gets paid X amount of money or whatever, all there's a lot of things that have to happen around us. And we have to set ourselves up for it every single year and always be thinking about him. Jamar Chase in 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 the possibility of the Migos at some point two years from now, like maybe not being together because I could see see. Guys, Tyler Boyd is going on his third contract, not to count somebody else's pockets, but his mindset is totally different than what we're talking about for Joe Burrow or Jesse Bates. This is the first time that Jesse Bates is supposed to get paid his real big salary. This is his one chance. Just like Joe Mixon on his last one, that was his one chance where he's going to get that one big contract, right? Tyler Boyd, that's a person that might say, you know what? I want to keep on running with with, uh, Joey B. So I'm going to take a pay cut. Or there's going to be another suitor out there like the Baltimore Ravens who can't draft wide receivers. Or he killed them on New Year's Eve, so they won't forget that. And then there'll also be a Patriots that'll always be sitting there right there waiting for all of our players to fall off, right? So you know that money right there, that'll be there too. But like you said, the grass isn't always green on the other side. And I think Tyler Boyd, like that's the type of mind frame that people got to kind of get a little bit realistic, I think when we start talking about contracts, it's a difference between your first contract versus Tyler Boyd, who's got paid on his third. You see right. what I'm saying? So so it, it's just different, bro. No,
1: nah, it's definitely just different. Uh, but don't be a prisoner of the moment, because when you look at all of these free agents, just realize that somebody felt like it wasn't worth for them to be to be kept there, they weren't worth the money. Um, or the investment that it would have been. When you're looking at these guys, and I respect J.C. Jackson, I think the term elite is being thrown around a little too much with his name because I can't sit there and say that he's better than Denzel Ward, Jair Alexander, Jalen Ramsey. I don't know if he he's worth getting paid that much. And if the Patriots – think about this. If you are in a passing league and you have an elite shutdown corner, why are you letting them walk in the free agency? Does that make sense? these guys some of these guys only get there because teams don't feel like they're worth that investment if you have a young corner in jc jackson that is that young and he is jalen ramsey jalen ramsey will probably you can say we talked about jalen ramsey on this show but let's not act like jc jackson has the resume of a jalen ramsey because you will probably never see jalen ramsey until he gets older ever hit free agency you will never hear you will never hear a jalen ramsey hit free agency like a corner like that in their prime so when you're looking at these guys like jc jackson and stuff like that it was william jackson last year by the way just know certain players are never going to make it to the market and there's always a reason that a player made it to the market doesn't mean that they're bad doesn't mean that they aren't good but it means that that team felt like they weren't worth it i agree so with that said, i agree like i mean
0: there's nothing you know like i i i these guys like i that's that i think that's what i came to is like bro we are in the driver's seat the core is strong i like everything that's going on everything isn't going to happen the way that we want it the jesse base thing is unfortunate from a business standpoint i get it we gotta you know figure out that stuff when we go into the draft though i think now safety is now on the table right because we gotta have something especially when you talk about von bell as well um and but overall
1: the do when they're in those situations sometimes they'll go out and get the replacement in these situations for sure
0: for sure i mean look at look at look at aj green they literally went and got t higgins like and said like this is a guy that does exactly what you can do we're gonna go get that guy right now and we're gonna get him the first day because he just fell right in our lap and we can't move on from it i i always wondered if t higgins wasn't there what where would they have gone with that direction i'm so glad it worked out in that way uh my guy andrew pff had a great tweet today he said, man, the Packers are gonna unload Jordan Love for peanuts when they should have just picked T. Higgins. Overthinking situations and doing stupid stuff. Because you remember Packers was on the clock and they picked Jordan Love and they're going through all this crap with Aaron Rodgers. If y'all didn't know, Aaron Rodgers signed his extension because he's a coochie and he just wants to play in the NFC and he's a it, that's a prima donna. And I can't wait to cook him up something special. Do we play them? We don't play them the, again this year, right? You know, I don't keep up with that type of stuff i'm not even sure I feel, I feel like he stole an mvp from joe burrow and that's my real thoughts if you're telling me that joe burrow is the most sacked quarterback in the nfl and i just went to the super bowl with him and i lead in completion percentage yards per uh yards per your quarterback rating is damn near he's a point point one point percent higher in quarterback rating aaron Rodgers is i threw for more yards joe burrow won every single category and he was sacked more why is he not the MVP? That, I've always asked that question, but nobody could tell me other than, you got to pay your dues, Zim. Well, I'm paying my dues. I paid, a dude, I paid my dues when I tore my damn ACL. So now, and then I come back, oh, okay, you gave me player of the year, all right, then I go all the way to a damn Super Bowl. Like, I mean, he's it, the most valuable guy in the league, and it, it's not even close. So with that said, I just think everything around him, players got to buy into this thing just like the gronks and all these other guys and that want to come here and all that type of stuff it's just if y'all well, want to get is, it,
1: Gronk is brought in but gronk if i'm a, i'm a speaking to the camera gronk if you're watching this you got to come here for one year five and a half million bro that's that's all we can give you bro if you want to come and play with joey b then you're gonna have to take that pay cut if you want to come and get this ship because we ready we can't we, give you know eight or ten million like that's not happening, bro.
0: It's hundred percent ready. I, I want these are these are a couple of takeaways from today. I want everybody to think a little bit more rational when we start. We do this every all season. It's the main reason why me and you had the damn civil war last year. It's like when when we're missing a or when a position doesn't get to the level that we expect as Bengals fans, everybody goes in this wild rage of a witch hunt to say everything's bad. Let's blow it up. It could not have been bad if you got to a Super You got awesome. to the – super. I'm, let me rephrase that. The offensive line was not good, but you were able to outweigh those deficiencies all the way to a Super Bowl. So this reactionary rage, you're like, blow the whole thing up. Relax. Quinn's fan uh, is, is, a, is a legit dude. Jonah Williams is a legit dude. They're going to upgrade his center, whether it's to the draft or Jensen. We come back, get the new right tackle, get the new right guard. Riley Reed, please come back. I want you for depth so I don't have to have a identity on the bench. The key to me is the Carmen off the bench identity at tackle. Uh, Deontay Smith as your future tackle when we get to 2025. Like, look at the depth of behind, behind the guys. You think any of our ops got any of that behind them? The Ravens just signed they signed Cedric He to start on their fifty three roster, and we talking about our depth and everything. Like, go look at the Steelers line. Like, look at these teams. They don't have any. Like, bro, they,
1: they,
0: not, they, uh, not, they are not they're not they're not understanding. Somebody
1: asked, somebody asked for JC Jackson's PFF grades. it ain't higher
0: than the woozy that
1: that was his best year that's not a it's not an elite grade by pff metrics 69.5 the year before that 68.2 69.3 and that's the dude that y'all was just comparing to jalen ramsey don't ever do that again in
0: your life right and and another thing i want to tell y'all too this 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 craziness that says that uh joe burrow is going to uh retire or some other. Joe Burrow should never be sacked that many times in an NFL season. Joe Burrow should never have that much pressure on an NFL season. So the front office and everybody needs to do everything within their power to make this thing right. But that doesn't mean mortgaging your whole entire future to do so. And that's my only point. They gotta gotta do everything. And that doesn't just mean just go buy, 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 everybody like, let's try to figure out a way to go get some of the best talent like Tyron Smith in a trade, Brian Balanga is a cap casualty. These different guys that people like us are outlining for the Bengals to say, let's go get him. When last year we were in the same position. They didn't have to have a Dennergy playing at right guard last year. We was in the same position, and everybody was saying, Oh, let's let's go get uh, let's go get Blythe. Let's go get the other the swing uh guard, swing center. Uh, backup guy that could, you know, be another depth piece, and they never went and got that guy. So then you were forced to play a young identity out of position, and I think that's how you got there, because karma didn't work out. So let's say you go get the best of the best right now. You need to make sure that the depth behind these guys is just as good. That's that's my my other takeaways, too. It's like, okay, get a turn on Armstead, but who you got behind them? It better be Reef level because it can't be Isaiah Prince level. And so I Like that, that's just, that's how I feel about it. Like, and so I'd rather go give me a Balaga and another right tackle that somebody likes name anybody above average, mid-level, really good guy. Instead of blowing 28 million on somebody else, let's go get two, right? Let's go get two right tackles. Let's go get two guards. Let's go get two centers. Now we're talking. Now we can interchange. Now we got a battle battle Royale and let the best man win.
1: Facts. Facts. So appreciate you guys for, for tuning in. Uh, we went a little long. Appreciate you guys, but it's it's free agency is that season. So we're going to keep you guys up to date with a lot of things. I know a lot of people asked about the free agent. Mop. We'll have that. Uh, we can in. do that next. And um, yeah, you guys definitely be sure if you are hungry still and you want to check some things out, check out the sponsor of the show. Midwest Best Barbecue. They got some dope things going on right now, especially for Lent and things like that with some shrimp. They got chicken wings. They've got ice cream, all kinds of things. So definitely be sure to check in with them. Stop in with my man, Tim, and tell them that Ace and Zim sent you because the wings are still popping, whether it's football season or the off season. And They got that brisket and and all kinds of things over there. So definitely be sure to check them out in Loveland. Uh, But Zim,
0: we got to end this with a yes sirski Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, I never get too low, but just keep moving. No, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of